Today's episode of the Andy Staples Show is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. We have another show designed to help us deal with the times that we are in where we can also talk about college football. The great Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic is joining me, and we're going to talk about the story we did together where we talked to a bunch of strength coaches and, and head coaches about how football teams are working out now where the players are scattered to the four winds. They don't necessarily have access to weights because they can't go to a local gym. They can't go to their high school. They've just got to make do with what they have. And Nicole and I had some of the strength coaches send us some workouts, and we tried them. You can see the video on theathletic.com. You can also read the story on The Athletic. But Nicole and I also talk about working out now in the age of quarantine, whether you're a college football player or just a regular old person like us. And we also delve into a very controversial tweet Nicole made last week. It bears quite a bit of discussion. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show Quarantine Fitness Edition because just because we're cooped up in our houses doesn't mean we can't stay in shape. And I've enlisted some help on this one. Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic. Nicole and I have been talking to strength coaches and football coaches around the country. We have a story out on The Athletic. You can read it right now if you'd like. There's some great videos to go along with it where we asked strength coaches to send us the workouts they're sending their players to do at home. And remember, their players can't go to the gym, can't go to their high schools to work out because everything's closed. And so we figured, well, we got the same stuff they got at home. Let's just do them ourselves. So, Nicole, how are you recovering from uh, your, your towel leg curls and your, uh, your Malbec uh, military presses? Well, first of all, those towel towel leg curls are way hard. harder than you'd like, think. Those are really, really hard to do. Um, so I highly recommend that everyone do that because I think like everyone else has done squats and like split squats and lunges and stuff before. But those, unless you do them regularly, I can't imagine being good at them. They killed my hamstrings. So good. But it was it was a great workout. And I've, I've already been hearing from a lot of people about how helpful it was to think about just like loading up a gym bag or a duffel bag or a backpack or something just to have that one heavy weight um, for what they want to do at home. So I think it was very fun. It was way harder than I thought it was going to be considering you're like, oh, it's, you know, body weight. It's lightweights. It's this and that. Uh, it was tough. It was tough. But those, yeah, my hamstrings are still recovering. Yeah, those things suck. I could have told you that before we we did them because at Orange Theory, they have us do those with the with the ab dollies on our feet. And oh. they're well, I've, So I've done them with like a, with an exercise ball and I knew that they killed, but I was like, oh, it's just a towel. Like it can't be. But it doesn't want to move. That's the problem. It was that bad. It was horrible. Yeah, that's it. Andy, yes. Andy, how was how was the car? Like, how was pushing a truck? It was, 
a how sore full are you? body workout. I'm I'm more sore in my my lats and my trapezius muscles than I thought I'd be. That that's where I'm the most sore. I, I figured it'd be the, the thighs or the or the calves or something like that. But there's a lot of I mean it, it's it's interesting because it does actually feel a lot like playing offensive line. Like if you're in the right position, it's much easier. Uh, if you if you get a good lockout, it's much easier. If you are using your lower body the way it should be used, it's much easier. So it 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 is a good thing for the the guys in the trenches and the guys who have to block and and tackle, you know, fullbacks, linebackers, those guys. It's a great exercise. Got to be it, it's perfect. I mean, you could do that every day and it'll get you get you where you need to go. So, that's the part that I, I was surprised now. Here's one thing that I would recommend to anybody. Know the grade on your street or wherever you're doing this. Realize, it, because you may not notice there's much of a hill going on, because I, I thought I had a pretty flat street. But you will notice when there's a 6,000-pound truck that you're trying to push, if there's even a you know half a percent grade, it's going to feel awful trying to push, and then it's going to go real fast the other way when you're pushing it. So that's what I learned. My, my street is on a little bit of an incline. And so I went up first and was like, this is impossible. Why is this so hard? And then I pushed from the back bumper and I was basically running behind it. Thank goodness my wife was in there working the brake on the truck. Uh, that is the, the piece of advice that Josh Storms, the Florida State strength coach, gave me is always make sure someone works the brake because – you could have some mishaps. Like if you watch the video, there's a moment in there and and let me see if I can call it up for you because there is a a moment where I'm laughing and I probably should not have been laughing. Things in neutral, right? Is it in neutral? When I say that thing's in neutral, right? And then I say, is it in neutral? In between, you have the giant truck rolling forward at me. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. What have I gotten myself into? Maybe maybe too late at that point. Yeah, it would have been bad if, if there hadn't been somebody there working the brake and, and making sure I was okay. Uh, but yes, that is that is the one thing I would recommend. And, and now I've been told this by some people who, who've done it quite a bit. Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman, chimed in today on Twitter and said, you do realize that pushing a truck from the front is much harder than pushing a truck from the back. And I thought... No, I did not know that before yesterday, but it makes sense. You're learning. You're learning so much from this project. We're learning a lot during this period of time. We are. We are. And and look, the the strength coaches and the football coaches out there are probably learning a lot about their players because the, the guys I want as captains on my team, Nicole, are the ones that we see posting the videos, like the, the USC defensive tackle that posted the video squatting his sister. Yes. Like, he's thinking. He's like, how can I get some work in right now? Yes, absolutely. And there were there were a lot of players retweeting um, their strength coaches with, with what they were doing. I saw that with some Georgia Tech players as well this week. And, you know, SMU strength coach is going on Zoom every day and going through different workouts and form. Like, it's actually really cool how creative the coaches have gotten of showing – and modifying and, you know, again, using what you have at home, including children, um, to show how to do some of these exercises. 
And it's so funny, and we were talking about this as we were working on the story, Andy, but you made this great point that these weight rooms at all of these campuses, we've seen hundreds of them, they are state of the art. They are the nicest gyms that these players will ever work out in. And now they're at home putting bags of potatoes in a duffel bag to have something heavy to lift. And it's just kind of crazy to think about what they are used to and now what they are doing. And a lot of players do have, you know, free weights lying around. Some people do have some stuff in their in their garages or basements or whatever, but the drop-off is enormous and people are really gonna have to get creative and stay creative because you can't just do the same four exercises every single day because you're gonna get too bored of it. You'll get bored, yeah, you'll get hurt. <laughs> That's another thing. But yeah, the boredom is the thing I think they're trying to stave off the most. And you think about with these players, Nicole, every minute of their lives is scheduled essentially when they're in season. And even when they're out of season, most of their, their day is scheduled because they do have workouts. They're quote-unquote voluntary, but they're not really voluntary if you actually want to play. So now you go to a situation where, yes, you have class, but it's, it's online. So there's probably not as much required presence, you mm-hmm. know, at least judging from the couple days of, of my elementary schoolers doing their stuff, you know, the, they'll check in with, you know, one of the meeting apps, but then they're on their own to work. And I imagine that's it's a lot like that in college, except more so because you're already on your own to work a little more in college. So these guys have gone from being in incredibly structured to an incredibly unstructured life. And I think that's the strength coach's biggest challenge, mm-hmm. getting them to, to find some structure. I, Brian Hess, the, the North Carolina strength coach, was told, telling us that you know they can't require them to work out, obviously, but... They divided the guys into lifting groups and say, you know, you lift at four o'clock, you lift at five o'clock, you lift at six o'clock. And that's just to give them some element of structure, something to build their day around. Yeah. And and I think that was the key for all of them. And even if it's not necessarily a set time, it's just doing something every day. Um, I think doing it at a set time makes the most sense. And, you know, I'm seeing already, you know, we're seeing like fitness trainers and different people using social media in different ways during this time too. And they're doing things at set times so that people can get into that routine for sure. And that's something that I think everyone who's, you know, working or, you know, trying to work from home right now is trying to struggle with. And so, you know, Brian Fitzpatrick from Navy was talking about that too, not necessarily in like, you know, here are the set times for each lifting group, but really just trying to give the structure by giving them, here's your roadmap. Um, because, you know, this is just so unprecedented and so strange. And the most that they've ever really been in these situations, I mean, there, there's some uniqueness with Navy um, and some intense training they do in May. But for most college football players, we're talking about winter break, maybe like two weeks in the summer that they get off before they come back to camp. I mean, we're talking very short periods of time. And so it's so weird and strange and just jarring to have it kind of be indefinite right now. And then also on the heels of missing at least some, if not all of spring ball. Um, it's just, it's, it's so uncertain. And, and I do think, you know, that with some of the exercises we're seeing, I mean, and we're seeing it in, in the programs we were given included, you know, various things about there was cardio, there was certain stretches, there was, um, you know, dynamic stretching and all these things, because you also have to worry about avoiding injuries when you're, doing things that you don't normally do and then in a couple of months or whenever they get back to campus they're gonna have to lift heavy again so i feel like that is also you know trying to figure out what that balance looks like 
is also part of this when you're a strength coach trying to come up with something creative but something consistent for these guys. Yeah, it's going to be weird when these guys get back because they're not going to be able to just walk right into the, the workouts that they used to do. For, for those who've never done one of these college football offseason workouts, it is a shock to your system. It's a lot of weight usually, uh, and, and they try to go pretty heavy at certain times, and then they kind of taper off as you get closer to, to when you're going to be using the, the strength you've gained. They, they try to make it more power-based. But you know these guys will come back, and they will not really have been lifting heavy at all. And so you have to worry about a couple things. you got to worry about soft tissue injuries. Mm-hmm. You don't want to tear anything. you got to worry about rhabdomyolysis, which is, you know, we, we've seen that at Iowa. We saw it at Oregon a few years ago, which is basically what happens when you work too hard and you're not in the right shape to work that hard yet. And so the strength coaches are going to have to pay attention to that when they get their guys back. Because like Josh Storm said from, from Florida State, no one's going to feel sorry for you in the fall. Assuming there's football in the fall, no one's going to feel sorry for you that you missed this time. You're supposed to be ready. So that will be the challenge once they get back. Yes, absolutely. And like that's and, and that I mean, because you don't know exactly when that's going to be either. That adds an element to this that I think people are uncomfortable with. And, and to your earlier point, like it's about control, right? Like college football coaches love control. They love routine. They love schedules. They love knowing what their guys are doing every day, every hour of the day, right? And so you don't have any of that. And this is, an, you know, who knows how long this is going to last? Who knows when campuses are going to be able to have students again? So it's it's it adds so many different levels to this, and obviously everyone's in the same boat. I thought I thought that was interesting. You know, we've been talking to a lot of head coaches as well over the last two weeks, and um, you know, Jeff Halfley at BC made the great point to me where it was like, you know, I'm a first year head coach, but also everyone's kind of a first year head coach with this because no one's ever experienced it, and it's certainly that way. You know, in terms of just taking care of players' bodies too. Um, but Andy, I also did, did want to mention, I think it's important that, you know, all the strength coaches we talked about, talked about like the mental health as well as the physical, because, you know, I, Brian Fitzpatrick from Navy, that was the first thing he said. He says he's FaceTiming everyone, as many players as he can to check in on guys, but basically just to, to make sure they're doing okay. Because, you know, he was just saying when you lose that routine and, and you're put in this type of environment, there could be anxiety, there could be depression. And he wants to just make sure people are doing okay. And then he's asking about that their their health and their their physical health. And I feel like that's part of it too. Even just, I know with, you know, me and you, we've been talking about like, you know, are we staying active at home in general? Like it feel, makes me feel better mentally also to move a little bit and to talk about it and to be aware of it and be checking in with friends and things. And so I feel like it's all connected because no one knows what they're going through right now. And so, you know, strength coaches do spend so much time with these players and they know them so well that I really think it's cool that they're also, you know, making sure they're checking in on them mentally too. The NCAA tournament has been canceled. Leagues have been suspended. There hasn't been a live game on TV in what feels like a year, even though it's barely been more than a week. There's no better reminder of how important sports are to our lives than when you take them away completely. But The Athletic is still home to 400 of the best sports writers out there, and in these very strange, very uncertain times, we're still hard at work doing excellent reporting and telling unique, engaging, informative stories. Like the one about Brazilian soccer legend Ronaldinho being in a Paraguayan jail right now. Or how the situation between Todd Gurley and the Rams was beyond repair. Or why Cam Newton had to be released by the Panthers instead of traded. Or the story that Nicole and I are talking about today. Where we did the workouts 
that some of your favorite college football players are doing right now because they have no access to weights where they are. Whether it's staying on topic and talking about how your favorite teams are getting through this quarantine or getting a little whimsical and telling you what you can watch on YouTube in place of live sports. I had a story where I gave you the 10 college football games that are available in their entirety on YouTube that you can sit and just melt the hours away watching, and you will love it because they are amazing and they span decades, and it's almost like a sociology project. That's a story we wrote because we thought, hey, we'll help give you an escape, and that's what we want to do. We want to keep you informed and give you an escape. It's during times like this that The Athletic can help keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, and the sports you love. Sign up now to see for yourself the creativity, the reporting, and the storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. And if you go to theathletic.com slash Andy Staples, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us to sports, those don't go away. So go to theathletic.com slash Andy Staples. That's A-N-D-Y-S-T-A-P-L-E-S for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. I, I think we all have to be doing something like this because while being fit is important, being active is important under normal circumstances, under these circumstances, it's absolutely critical. I, I've noticed the difference in myself, the days where I don't work out and the days I do. Uh, last week, the, the best days I had were the ones where I got up before my wife went to work and went, went for a run and ran like four and a half miles because I, once I did that, I had some endorphins going. I just felt better about everything. And the thing is, if you, if you go into a day already feeling kind of down or anxious, and look, this is, this is sort of an anxiety farm, what we're dealing with right now. This, this sort of creates more anxiety just the way we're all living. So you've got to find a way to burn that off. And that's why I think it's, it's really important. And honestly, doing this story, I was glad to get a couple new ideas yeah. because there has to be something uh, or, or every day will feel exactly the same. And even the most mentally strong among us are going to struggle with that. Yeah. And I, I'm with you totally. And that's why, um, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's hilarious to watch the parts of the videos where like Andy's struggling against the truck and when I'm joking about wine bottles, but I did try to label, you know, just kind of the basic exercises that we were given from Navy and North Carolina and their programs, because it really is just a lot of goblet squats. It really is just like split squats and, and lunges and crunches and all of these basic things. Like again, the single, the, the hamstring, um, the towel leg curl, like that is brutal, but it's, it's just basic little things that you can do at home. Like I have, I have a one bedroom apartment. I could do all of those things to a level that was like, you know, I broke a sweat and it was a good workout and it gave me, you know, kind of versatility because, you know, you can go heavier and do less reps or go lighter and do, you know, a lot of rounds of something. And, you know, I think that that hopefully, you know, some of those Maybe not everyone wants to go run outside and try to push their truck. But like, you know, I do think there are some tips in there from these coaches that really anybody can take. And so, you know, that was part of it, too. Obviously, we wanted to see, you know, like what it's like to do these workouts ourselves. But also like, you know, these are things that our readers and, and listeners and everyone, you know, can add to their workout because, all you know, it's just find heavy things, pile them into a bag. OK, now you have a heavy weight, like go for it. Now you can do X, Y and Z. Yeah, a Bulgarian split squat works no matter where you are. Whether you're yes. in a weight room with with a, an Olympic bar and, and plates or 
with a bag of potatoes in your duffel bag. Uh, and you know, I, like I had to go a little heavier with my duffel bag, but I, I had, I had a 25 pound kettlebell. I had some 10 pound dumbbells. I have a giant bag of, of potting soil that's like 40 pounds. So you can get your duffel bag heavy enough to work. Like even if you're a big guy and you're used to, to lifting fairly heavy, you go single leg, you don't really need more than a hundred pounds. You're, yeah. you're going to be okay. You're, you can, you can get the rep count high enough that you're getting in real work. Yeah. And that was something that I learned doing this too is again, and it makes sense, but I, I didn't think about it that way where if you can't lift as heavy as you normally would, then do it single, like single arm, single leg, right? Because if you don't have that much weight, just focus and isolate. And, you know, obviously it makes total sense, but to hear someone say it and just kind of outline it makes you think about it differently when you're planning your own workouts at home, right? You're like, oh, well, I don't have a, a, a 25 pound kettlebell or whatever it is. Okay, well, I have a 10. I can just do one side of my body. Um, so there were a lot of like really cool little things that, again, we don't have strength coaches at home unless, um, Andy, you have one and I, I was unaware. So I, I, was... I do not have a, a an on-call strength coach and <laughs> I think they would be socially or you know, socially distanced as well right now. So I don't think That's they could come over to the house. But Right. So, I mean, like it was good to have those conversations with these guys that we never, you know, we don't get that type of feedback regularly. Well, it, and it's, it's interesting because so... You're a person who works out regularly. I'm a person who works out regularly under normal circumstances. What else have you been doing at home to try to to try to fill the void? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. I mean, I do have a Peloton, which I did oh, buy okay. before the commercial. Were, were you a little nervous when you started? Because she was a little nervous, you know. Oh, I was I was definitely like a little nervous, and I also don't understand why she was waking up at six a.m. to do this because the whole point is it's on demand. So. Anyway, so I have been doing that, um, and Peloton actually has like a 90-day trial on their app or something, so they have yoga and they have some other like body weight stuff. Um, but other than that, it's honestly been the types of exercises that the strength coaches were, were recommending, which is a lot of like lunges and squats. Um, I've tried to go on walks outside. I, I You know, the weather has been iffier than it has been for you in Florida, up in Chicago. We had snow two days ago, so... Um, I've been kind of stuck inside more. So I've been doing the Peloton for cardio and then just kind of like little free weight circuits with, um, for like arms and legs and things like that. But it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, you don't want to do, even if you find a, a, a particular day, you know, six exercises that you like, you want to do something different the next day. So it's, it was cool to see that, like that those strength coaches are thinking that way too. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the thing with Peloton too, right? You can pick the different style classes that you do. But so, Andy, you said you've been running. What else have you been doing? So I've got the Down Dog app, and I already had that for yoga, uh, which basically you you tell it how long you want your your not your workout, your practice with yoga to be, and you tell how long you want. You tell it what level you're at. It's like, and, and they have several. It's a like beginner one, two, three, intermediate one, two, three, and ex- ex- expert. Which I'm not getting near expert anytime soon on the yoga, and then uh, you can. You could accentuate certain body parts if you want. You, if you want to hit your thighs harder, if you want to hit uh, your upper body harder, or you want to do more vinyasa, you can do that. So that's cool. But they also have uh, a high-intensity interval training one from Down Dog that, same thing. You tell it how much time you want to do it. You tell it what level you are. And, like, the level I'm at it says, can you do push-ups with claps? So that's the level I, I chose. 
and you can decide how much jumping you want in the in the lower body stuff and it is hard i mean 45 minutes will kick your butt and so i i'm normally an orange theory cult member so those workouts are typically 30 minutes of running and 30 minutes of weights or you mix some rowing into that that hour as well but I haven't gotten a chance to do this where I combo them yet, but I'm going to try to do that today where I'm going to try to run for 30 minutes and then come back in and do 30 minutes of, of the down dog hit workout. And I think it'll be pretty good because the, just the hit workout on its own for 45 was a really good workout. So I figure if I, if I get like three miles worth of running in and then that I'm going to be doing all right. So yeah, I think I might, I might attempt running again. I don't like running. I get bored. But when you're cooped up inside this much, it kind of makes me want to try something like I that a, again. I got a playlist I'll send you. That's, the, the, the boring part of running is usually the music. If you can, yes. if you can program it correctly, you're going to be all right. And, and I find that you have to have your own playlist to really stay engaged for a, a longer run. Otherwise, you, you do just get very bored very I mean, quickly. There are crazy people out there who run without music. They, they're in their own heads. And I, but, but I wish how, I could be that much in my own head. How? Like that just, oh my God. Imagine, like there are people who run marathons without music and I'm, it's just my worst nightmare. It's, it's unbelievable. They had the marathon trials on TV before all this shut down and I was watching and it is, it is crazy to think that those people, their normal pace during the marathon is as fast as I can sprint. Yes. The for a whole very, time. very brief period of time. For two straight hours, they are running as fast as I can sprint. It's unbelievable. So I, I have questions about the Peloton because uh, yes, Bo McFarlane was singing the praises of this thing to me uh, before the national championship game. And I'm not a bike person. So tell me why I would become a bike person if I, if I went Peloton. Okay. So I also, again, I don't love doing cardio. I don't think that that many people do. But I did like going to like soul cycle classes and just kind of like listening to someone tell you what to do for 40 minutes and just kind of mindlessly do it and be really sweaty at the end. And, you know, sometimes you're standing, sometimes you're sitting and just having like kind of all the different rhythms. And so I figure, you know, I don't like running. I don't like just doing cardio for cardio's sake. So I got the bike and I really like it because it's like what you were saying about music you pick your instructors right so you know who you like and you can see their whole playlist for the class beforehand so i like doing the 30 minute classes because i'm not trying to die and i think 30 minutes is a good reasonable thing you can add on like an arm session at the end whatever it is but you can do different styles there'll be ones that are all interval or hills um or like a tap Tabata? How do you say that? Tabata? Yeah, Tabata, where you time it up, where you're working for 25 seconds. Yeah, and, and then you're off and, for, yeah. yeah. So there's like all these different styles, but they're all these themed, themed rides based on music, based on the instructor or whatever. Um, that like, it's hard to take a class that you're not going to like because you know a lot of things about them going in. So I've been doing it just about every day since, um, since we've been, you know, forced to work from home. And it's been fun. It's fun. And like you can follow if you have friends, like if you were to get one, you can follow Booger and you guys could take the same class, could be at the same time or not. But you guys can, if you are doing it at the same time, you can see how each other's doing and kind of compete against each other. So I don't know. I think it's really fun. And I would not be doing this much cardio if I didn't have it. I would well, just be sitting on my couch. 
you know who's gotten a Peloton during this I this Yes, period. I do. It was Stuart the, Mandel. His first purchase when, he, when everything started to shut down, I better order a Peloton. It is, it is amazing. Well, he, he got addicted to SoulCycle, so yes. he had to get his fix, and now he doesn't have to leave the house. Part of it, you know, because I'm not going to make any major purchases just for this period because we will eventually go back to normal, fingers crossed, knocking on wood, eventually. And part of it is I like leaving the house. I like seeing other people. You know, a lot of our friends do Orange Theory as well, so I bump into them there. And I'm like you. I like somebody telling me what to do. I just, I don't know that I'd want somebody telling me what to do in my own house all the time. Yeah, but like with good music and things that you can control. I don't know. I, I like that part. Isn't Orange Theory doing like at-home workouts or am I making that up? They are. They are. They're putting them on their app and it's a, it's very similar to what we got from, from a lot of the strength coaches where it's find find whatever you can around the house and and do you know as much as you can, single leg, single arm, that sort of thing to try to, try to adjust. But it's, they're not used to this there are other places that that do this where you know the the app i'm using that's made for people who are usually in hotel rooms or mm. or have to travel a lot so they're they know what they're doing with this so I, I just sort of go with that and it tells me what to do it gives me something different every time the something different every time is the other piece for me i, I yes. cannot do the same thing over and over and i always found like when when i would go to the gym by myself i would lapse into the same routines over and over. like this is my leg day and this is my this is my shoulder day this is my my chest day it's not good to do it that way it's boring no, it is and that's what so um brian fitzpatrick from navy was telling me he gave me four different days of workouts um and he was saying that this is what they were going to use for like two weeks and then if this extends past that he's going to give them new workouts right because it's that exact same thing it's like i'm not going to want to do it or try to do it if i am bored by it um, and, and again, it's, it's, it's the same sentiment, like you're saying, like when you go to a class and someone tells you what to do, like when you don't know what's coming, it's easier to go along with it. Cause you know that you're just going to have to do it. Like that, that would be my problem with like trying to do an orange theory class at home is like the only way that I'm going to run on the treadmill at the speeds that you want me to, or like row or do whatever at the, is because you're yelling at me in right there telling yes. me to do it. And I'm watching other people do it too. Yes. That's one thing I've, I've noticed because I have a kind of a group text with some other guys who do Orange Theory who don't live in town. And they we've all started running outside and our times are ridiculously slow compared to our times on those treadmills because we're not trying to beat anybody else. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's you need to replicate all of that when you're trying to do stuff at home, but also not like go beyond what you could actually do. And so it's, it's an interesting time to try to adapt everything that everyone likes to do or is like very therapeutic for people, but to try to do it inside apartments and houses or, you know, on your front lawn. Like it's just, it's such a strange thing. And like, you know, again, like you're, you open the pod by saying this, like football players are used to just going to the local gym or their high schools to work out when they're home. Like that, and, and most people are. And it's, it's just so strange to be so constrained inside. Like I'm inside a, you know, a 700 foot square, a square foot apartment. Like that's, that's my space. That's all I got. And what can I do in there? Right. And try not to go stir crazy. And, you know, moving is, is, is helpful. And it's some of that, but it's like, okay, then what do I do tomorrow? What do I do the day after? And, 
you just kind of have to wing it, but keep it different and keep it consistent. And there's just so many moving pieces here. And, you know, I'm thinking about it. We're thinking about it. And it's not like we're going to be expected to go compete, you know, play Alabama in the fall. Exactly. Now, there is one more thing we have to talk about before I let you go, Nicole. Uh, there was a, a very controversial issue involving you this week. Uh, for those who don't know, Spencer Dinwiddie did a Q&A at The Athletic, kind of a sort of like a Reddit, ask me anything. And someone asked him what he eats macaroni and cheese with, what utensil. And he said a fork. And Nicole screenshotted that and said, you guys... <laughs> thinking we'd all be like, wow, that dude's pretty wacky. He eats mac and cheese with a fork. Instead, Nicole realized most of us <laughs> eat mac and cheese with a fork, and she's been doing it wrong her whole listen, life. Listen, listen. I learned something new very quickly from a lot of people by tweeting this. <laughs> the, the, the response was amazing. It, you know, if, if you've never seen someone get ratioed on Twitter... That's what, what it means is you have more replies than you have likes or retweets. And there were many, many, many more replies, mostly in GIF form. And well, listen, if I was going to get ratioed for something, I would... That's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. I can, I can learn from it. I can... I got... You sent me recipes. Like, people started sending me really good mac and cheese recipes that you bake that you're going to have to use a fork for. So, again... Of all the things to be ratioed about, at least there are so many positive potential outcomes coming from this one. Yeah, the kind I make, you could not get a... Well, you could get a spoon into it, but you couldn't really get anything out. You Basically, the spoon would turn into a catapult because you'd get under some noodles and, and a big hunk of cheese, and then you just... If you tried to pull it out, you just pop it out and send it flying across the room. So that hopefully you'll get a chance to try to make that one. Well, I now made, that now that we worked out, I feel like we can, right? Absolutely. We worked out two days ago, and you know, you tried to push a truck. I feel like now we can make mac and cheese every day. Well, I think I may do it either today or or tomorrow. And I realize we're in podcast land, unstuck in time. We are recording on Tuesday. You are listening to this probably on Wednesday, so I may have made mac and cheese by this point. But you know, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do just a big pan of it for myself because my kids are not graduated from Kraft Mac and Cheese yet. Like they don't appreciate the really good stuff quite yet. Do they, wife, do you let them, do you let them use spoons for that? If they want. Yeah. Okay. They'll graduate. So they're, they're, They'll graduate they're, they're, to There's some, whatever. there's some times that spoons are fine. Oh yeah, absolutely. But so my wife has celiac, so she hasn't gotten to eat Mac and Cheese in forever. So I might try to make it gluten free. I've got gluten-free flour to make roux with, and I, I have not tried to make roux with gluten, gluten-free flour, so I'm curious to see how that would work. And then I've had the gluten-free pasta noodles. They're fine. They, you can make those taste really good. So I think it's probably doable where it tastes just about the same. So I think I that would be that nice shot. of you to do, to well, include always, your wife in this delicacy. She always tells me not to, though. She's had it. She's, she's eaten it before... Before we figured out what the deal was with, with her, because the way that works is it sort of hits you when it hits you. You have a resistance to, to it your whole life, and then all of a sudden the resistance is gone, and you, you get really sick if you, if you eat it. So, you know, she got quite a ways before that happened. So she's had it before, but I do think she would enjoy it. She always tells me, oh, no, 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 I don't want the calories. I don't want the calories. I'm like, eh, let's, let's do some calories. Calories are good right now. That's, We're that's all working all, out. 
that's all we can do in exactly. these troubled times. Yes. Work out and then eat calories. Exactly. So I'm going to try that. And I promise, I promise for all the listeners out there who will hold me to this, I will also make it within the next week. Oh, very nice. I'll tell you, I'll try to take some pictures while I'm making it. Uh, you're welcome to call for, for emotional support if you're making that recipe it. for the first time. I because might. it takes some some tries to, to get practiced and, and to get used to it uh, if you've never made anything roux-based before. And so th- for those who don't know, this is the recipe from Clarkston Union in Clarkston, Michigan, which is a really good restaurant there. I had this mac and cheese at the sister restaurant, which is called Union Woodshop. It's a barbecue place, also in Clarkston. If you happen to be, well, I don't know, I don't know if you'd be up that way now, but the Palace at Auburn Hills, the Silver Dome's gone, but it's it's up there too. But if you happen to be up that way north of Detroit, go to these places and eat this mac and cheese because the the real version is the best version. But there are versions of the recipe on the internet, and you've got to stir and stir and stir and stir and stir. And the, the recipe I found on the internet, they basically say it's it, the, the bechamel that you're making is the cure for potholes in Detroit. Like you could fill a <laughs> pothole with it and it would, it would work just fine. So it is, it is really good. Use penne for your pasta. Don't use the elbow macaroni because it's too small. It might harden up. Or you might not be able to, you might have to cook it softer. So use penne, cook it al dente, and then that cheese and oil will soak into it. And I would recommend don't bake it right away. Get, make, make your bechamel, cook your noodles, put them all together, put the cheese in there. It's, it's Parmesan and cheddar, basically. Uh, they call for a, a very special kind of, of cheese that you can get in Michigan, but you don't need to worry about that. You can do cheddar and Parmesan and be just fine. But get it all mixed together. Get it in your pan and just put foil over your pan and let it sit in your fridge overnight. And then bake it for 45 minutes or so the next day, and it will be unbelievable. All right, I'm holding you to that. Well, you got my number. Just call if you need if you need emotional – because that's the problem is – the first few times you do it, you're stirring the roux. You, you may burn the roux because you, what you're looking for is the color and consistency of peanut butter. And so you, this is flour and butter just mixed together, and you just stir, 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 stir. And you're stirring and stirring, and it's, nothing's happening, and it's not looking the way it's supposed to. And then suddenly it does. So you get that part. But then there's another part where you're pouring in a bunch of milk and, and some other stuff. And it looks like a soupy mess. And you're like, this is not what the picture looks like. And then you start stirring and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens. And then finally, like, you know, what feel, it's really only about five minutes, but what feels like 30 minutes into stirring, it gets to be the, the texture you want. And it is that pothole filling that you're looking for. So that's, that's the part you got you to gotta work through it. It's, it's sort of like pushing a truck. You, you got to figure out <laughs> how low you got to get and, and get, get, really get under it. And then you will have your mac and cheese. All right. Well, I'm ready. I will have my fork clean and prepared and ready to dig in appropriately. I can't wait. I want to see pictures. I want to see video. And I will probably make gifts just like I made gifts of you military pressing wine bottles. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Nicole Auerbach, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime. Uh, stay safe, everybody, and uh, give, our, give our workouts a shot. If you use wine bottles, tag me. If you use trucks, tag me. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. Come back on Friday 
for the Andy Staples Show goes to the movies part two. This time we are breaking down the program. Max Olson, my partner at The Athletic, has never seen this before. He is in for a treat. At least I hope he is. And if he doesn't like it, I'm just going to make fun of him the whole time. Talk to you Friday.